In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are here. Since we are gathered to hear God's word and call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar, let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his only Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a call to the ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. mercies are new to us every morning, we humbly pray that you would look upon us in mercy and renew us by your Holy Spirit. Keep safe our going out and our coming in, and let your blessing remain with us throughout this day. Preserve us in your righteousness and grant us a portion in that eternal life which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The scripture lessons for this, the epiphany of our Lord, the Old Testament lesson, and the prophecy from the 60th chapter of the prophet Isaiah, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be carried on the hip. And then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of the nations shall come unto you. A multitude of camels shall come cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come, and they shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. 
epistle lesson from the third chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, verses 1 through 12. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord.
We stand in respect of Christ, of whom the Holy Gospel is read. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And they said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Confess with me our holy Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Our text for this epiphany of our Lord is from St. Matthew, the second chapter, when he writes, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the King of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. This is our text. Dear Christian friends, the word epiphany, as you well may know, means to reveal, or to make known, or to make manifest. And I think nothing in the world reveals and makes known better than light. So figured a certain hired farmhand back in the days before electricity was so widely used for our lamps and our lights. Something I think we were all sorely reminded of this last week when it was gone for most of us. So it goes, a tight-fisted old farmer was was taking his hired man to task for carrying a lighted lantern into the barn. As he called on his best girl, the old farmer explained why, when I went to court and I never carried one of them things around, I always just went in the dark. Yeah, said the hired man, and look what you got. For better or for worse, light makes for the best epiphanies. Light has been the privileged agent our Lord has used from the beginning, it seems, to introduce some of his most glorious work, for it was indeed in the beginning, when it was created first to shed itself on the wonders, soon to take shape. In a pillar it preceded his chosen Hebrews, out of Egypt and through a dark sea. It formed, rather it in the form of concealed torches, it was unveiled, remember, by Gideon and his 300, just before they routed the sleeping enemy host, and remember that it was light. It was light that was breaking just as the glory of the resurrection was being made known to the world. And so it's no wonder then that our Lord used just a bit of light to make his birth known too, known to the Gentiles. After all, this day of Epiphany is called by many the Christmas of the Gentiles. You remember that it was light that drew those Gentile magi from afar. Remember our text? We just heard it. It says that they came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we've seen his star and have come to worship him. Starlight. Starlight. They were drawn by the unique and the alluring glow of his star. Frankly, so are we. But certainly don't look into the heavens to find our epiphany star because it's not there. He hasn't placed it there. He's affixed our epiphany star, this luminary, he's fixed in his church. And he's put it in the hands of his people. I'm talking about his word, that guiding star. And like the unique and the one-of-a-kind glow of the wise men's star, that guiding star, the glow of our epiphany star is quite unique too. Unique because frankly, no matter what other religious star you might wish upon and, and in which you might place your hopes, note this, that, that the other stars are all the same. All other stars in the religious sky, they all tell you in one form or another that it's your job. That it's your job to make amends with God, to make satisfaction with God and make reconciliation with God and appease the wrath of God that our sins and all of our offenses and you know that they are many that they've all incurred and justly so 
And that's the truth. All but one of the stars in the religious sky, they all shine with the same lackluster dimness. In fact, the great Lutheran theologian of, of the late 19th and early 20th century, Francis Pieper, he noted that there are really only two religions in the world. Those of works that tell us what we ought to try to do to make reconciliation with God. Those of works and one of grace that makes known to us that God has done all the reconciling for us. He, he sent his son. And so in him reconciled the world to himself in Christ when he sent God his son and delivered him into the black hole of Calvary's cross. And he did that for us. He did it for us so that all the necessary doing to make things right with God is done. A unique star it is, shining with the brilliance of God's grace. And he makes its rays seen far into the east and into the west and equally into the north and into the south. To the ends of the earth he makes it seen. The allure of God's free grace in Christ Jesus it still draws men from afar and points them exactly to where the Christ may be found. In this regard, we do well to heed the advice of one wise man named Martin Luther and stick with the word. In one of his own epiphany sermons to his German folk, he, he spoke to them as though they were wise men following the star being led by that star. And he said to them, he said, we stick to the word. We stick to the word as to the star and, and do not let ourselves be diverted from it. And it will, the star that it is, it will lead us to the Christ. For Christ, he said, doesn't want to be found apart from that word. If you want to know who the Christ is, and what he's done for you. And after all, that's what Epiphany is about. Revealing who the Christ is and what he's done for you. If you want to know who the Christ is and what he's done for you, then be guided by his word. And not by unpredictable anomalies like our inner feelings or emotions. Things that flare up and burn out like fading stars. The word, Luther said, the word is a trustworthy star that points us straight to the Christ. If you want to know who the Christ is and what he's done for you, then look to the star of Scripture. And if you want to know where the Christ is to be found, then, then also follow, follow that same word. Indeed, wasn't that even how the, the chief priests of Herod and the scribes too... Isn't that how they ascertained where the Christ was to be found? Even they didn't ponder their own notions and root over their their own notions they searched the scriptures they searched his word and the prophets of old namely micah led them straight to bethlehem the scriptures of a new testament though they won't lead you to bethlehem which incidentally means house of bread no the the scriptures of a new testament won't lead you to bethlehem instead our epiphany star It'll point you to the Christ right here. Right here. Right, right here in that supper. Housed in that bread. And cradled in that cup. That's where the Christ and all the forgiveness that He embodies. That's where He manifests Himself today for all mankind. 
to behold. And of course, he's located right there in those blessed waters of baptism. And also in the manger of his word, as Luther called it, that's where the star directs us today. And when you think about it, it's awfully gracious of our Lord, I think. It's awfully gracious of our God. We don't have to load up our camels and set out on some rigorous journey, traversing over field and fountain and moor and mountain, following some yonder star until finally we come to where the Christ is. No, risen and ascended and glorified in his wisdom. He says, no, I'll go to them. I'll go to them, he says. How far would you go to reach the Christ child? It doesn't matter. Look how far he's gone to reach you. And the reach and the bounds of God's gracious rays, they have no limit. They shine into the darkest and the farthest off places. No matter how far off you've been, no matter how far off you've been, friend, don't miss the alluring beauty of his word. That says to you, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be made white as snow. The allure and the beauty of his word that says to you, but now you who are in Christ Jesus, who once were far off, you've been brought near by the blood of Christ Jesus. Know this for certain, friends, that, that just like the wise men who came to worship him and then returned home, you also, no matter who you are, you too, having come to the Christ and here worshipped in his presence, you too, today, you will leave this Bethlehem too. You will leave with infinitely more than that with which you came. After all, here today, leaving today, your own eyes will have seen, as we later sing, the salvation which God has prepared in the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of his church. It is only natural then that in thankful response that like the Magi, we too would, would bring our gifts to him, our best to him. And so we indeed, we indeed bring him our gold as we set aside a portion of our treasures. After all, he is a king. We bring him our gold and in thanks we also offer to him our frankincense as our prayers on behalf of others rise to him who is God as incense. And the sweet aroma of sacrificial service is rendered to him as we give ourselves over to the help and service of others. And in thankful response daily, daily we set before him our myrrh, that burial fragrance as daily we live our lives and we live them to the very end, confessing him to be the one born a sacrifice, whose sacred destiny it was to die and be buried for us and for all men. Friends, today the light of the world shines forth from Cupertino, California, and from every other place where God's people are congregated around the luminescence of his Christ-enriched word and sacraments. 
From here, we're dispersed into the world as little epiphany stars. Perhaps not truly stars, I suppose, for we don't generate our own light. But, but we go from here reflecting that appealing light of God's favor to mankind that has here today shined upon us. Considering this, it's interesting to note the constitution, the makeup, the, the essence of that star that we heard about today in the, in the text. That's long been debated. Was it an aligning of the planets? Some think so. Like others, I tend to think it was especially designed and placed there into the eastern star, into the eastern sky, rather, a special star, which evidently, the text says, went before them and, and led those wise men, even the six miles, not only the six miles from Jerusalem south to Bethlehem, but even, it, the text says, to the very place, the very house where the Christ was. And so what the star was, that question remains an open question for you to decide. There's no doubt, though, that it certainly was God's workmanship. And there's no doubt that God designed the phenomenon in order to draw men to himself. That's how we've been created, too, isn't it? Like that special star, we, too, as Paul writes, are God's workmanship created and designed in Christ Jesus for particular things which God has prepared beforehand that we walk in them. Like the star over Bethlehem, we, we shed his light where he's placed us and where he's put us in the things that we've been given to do. Theologians might call that vocation or our calling. But it's simply the Christian's daily life. In fact, we need not shine over-aggressively in the face of others in order to confess Christ in our lives. We're not told that the star necessarily shined aggressively into the face of the wise men. It simply shined where it was placed, and that's, that's not being less of a Christian. In fact, one time a certain concerned physicist asked the Christian writer C.S. Lewis, he said to him, I want to, he said, I want to be a good Christian physicist. How do I do that? And Lewis answered him, he said, well, if you want to be a good Christian physicist, then be the best physicist that you can be. In other words, shine wherever in the sky you've been placed to shine. And if that means a physicist, then be the best physicist you can be. And if that means an engineer... The best engineer, an accountant, or a teacher, a technician, a doctor, an office manager or assistant, a contractor, a clerk, or a cook, or a cashier, or a retired anyone, one of these things, it makes no difference. Be the best that you can be, and in our work, aim for honesty and accuracy and humility in our work that we might, it might be to the good of others. A father mother, husband, or a wife, brother, sister, son, or daughter, grandparent, or grandchild, whatever. In all of these things, in your calling, let your light so shine before men, wherever you've been placed to shine, that they may see the radiance of God's grace and His love reflecting in our lives, and seeing it, they may too glorify our Father who is in heaven. And, drawn by the light, should they come and ask you, where is he who has been born 
for me? Then you guide them like a star. You guide them to where he may be found, to the new Bethlehem of his word and his sacraments. My friends, in the person of Christ Jesus, the grace of God has illumined your world. And so arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A blessed epiphany to all in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh
Continue to come to us, we pray. Come to us in your mercy through your mighty word and your forgiving sacraments. Through them strengthen us in heart, mind, soul, and body, that we may readily speak to others of your saving work in behalf of us all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Graciously restore to us in the whole Christian church on earth that peace which the world cannot give. Place into our mouths words of truth and correction, of confession and forgiveness, of confidence in your promises and love toward one another, that your kingdom may flourish among us, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O Lord of the nations, grant peaceful order, stability, and prosperity to the countries of the world which preserve and protect individual human rights and oppose tyranny and terrorism. Bless especially our nation and all of our leaders that we may be governed well and cause your will for our future as a country to be worked through the political process which is now taking place from state to state. Save us from storms and fire and flood that would harm our homes and destroy our property and life and preserve all civil servants who help us to recover from damage done. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord of our homes and families, bless all husbands and wives, particularly those among us celebrating anniversaries of marriage, as you have shown the depth of your love by the giving of your life for your bride, the Church, so also may we love and honor and sacrifice for each other as husbands and wives and parents and children. Lord, in your mercy, yeah. hear our prayer. O healer of the nations and provider of all that is needed to daily order and preserve our lives, we implore you to graciously visit and according to your good will to heal the sick among us. Bless the doctors and the nurses who serve them, the family members and friends who care for them, and the medications and the therapy that they receive. To that end, look mercifully upon Slim Paul, Gilbert Buchholz, Paul Duell, Chris and Dennis Hines, Fred Hines, Ali Becker, Samuel Vasquez, and others among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord of the living, on earth and in heaven, sustain the faith of the dying and comfort those who grieve over the death of loved ones. Encourage them through the concern and compassion and care of family and friends and bless them with confidence in your promises concerning the life of the world to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God made flesh, in the feast of your body and blood you hide your glory in with an underbread and wine. 
Bring us to your table with hearts well prepared and souls yearning for the forgiveness and for the life which you alone provide us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we now commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift your hands to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, for what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. And therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, O God of Sabbath, Lord, and earth with full of wings, of the glory of your name, she calls and all in the voices, and of the Lord, who we trust is you who governs in the name of the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. As the glory of your presence once filled your ancient temple, so in the incarnation of your Son, Jesus Christ, you manifested the fullness of your glory in human flesh. We give you thanks that in his most holy supper you reveal your glory to us. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, so that we may one day behold your glory face to face. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen.